When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. In today's show, Bitcoin price threatens $19,600. As Ray Dalio predicts, a 30% stocks crash. Quitting him here, I estimate that a rise in rates from where they are to about 4.5% will produce about a 20% negative impact on equity prices based on our present value discount effect and about a 10% negative impact from declining incomes and quitting crypto capo. I feel confident with the scenario of a quick pump to 23000 on Bitcoin and 1800 on ETH and a big dump from there. Time will tell. And 14 years ago today, the Great Recession begins. This is why we Bitcoin, as you can see in the headlines here. Lehman Brothers files for bankruptcy. Also in today's show, over $320 million in Bitcoin and crypto liquidated in the past 24 hours. With Ethereum, the most impacted, quoting Santimit, as traders bet Ethereum would fall leading up to the merge. Short liquidations have been the story thus far. After ETH prices dropped to $1,565 after Tuesday's CPI report, traders expecting a drop bet wrong after this model bounced back up to $1,635. Also in today's show, these altcoins may outperform Ethereum post-merge, according to ex-Goldman Sachs executive Raul Powell. That's right. Powell says that Ethereum's transition to a proof of stake will be a positive, but that Ethereum's layer one competitors will outperform due to the head start they enjoy in terms of scalability and affordability. And check this out. Breaking news just then. White House publishes a framework for regulation of Bitcoin and digital assets. Quoting him here, you wouldn't need stable coins. You wouldn't need cryptocurrencies if you had a digital U.S. currency, which is really a laughable argument at the end of the day. Also in today's show, Michael Saylor publishes an open letter discussing the sheer volume of misinformation tied to Bitcoin. That's right. The MicroStrategy executive is a big believer in Bitcoin and his company has purchased 130,000 Bitcoin over the last few years. And six days ago, the U.S. Office of Science and Technology Policy published a report that claims proof-of-work mining operations have been affecting climate change, which we all know is nothing more than FUD. I'm also going to be sharing with you this throwback prediction from Michael Saylor from last year of him predicting a $6 million Bitcoin price. That's right. Saylor foresees Bitcoin hitting $600,000 per coin and eventually $6 million per BTC. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. 
Alright, welcome back to another episode of Crypto News Alerts. I'm your host, JV. How's it going, my crypto fam? Welcome to podcast episode number 1049 of the Crypto News Alerts pod. A Bitcoin attempted to violate local lows on September 16th as the latest cross-crypto downtrend intensified. And here you can see the Bitcoin one-hour candle chart with Bitcoin currently looking bearish. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Now, data from Cointelegraph Markets Pro and Trading View should Bitcoin approaching 19,600 with buyer support just avoiding a further drop. The level had remained in place as an intraday floor as the Ethereum merge concluded only to spark a sell-off which took Ethereum towards three-week lows. That's right. And amid the gloomy mood, traders and analysts showed little inclination to reassess their market outlooks, quoting Crypto Capo here. I feel confident with the scenario of a quick pump to 23,000 on Bitcoin and 1,800 on ETH and a big dump from there. Time will tell and warning that the situation doesn't look good. Meanwhile, popular account Crypto Bullet demanded a reclaim of the 100 period moving average to flip bullish on the four hour chart. As his original tweet shared here, Bitcoin holding the 0.618 Fibonacci like a champ to be bullish. We need to reclaim the moving average 100 and he updated us here. Now this doesn't look good. Same condition. Reclaim the moving average 100. And I'll be bullish. And after a further day of losses on U.S. equities, legendary investor Ray Dalio drew some fresh bearish conclusions about what the current inflationary climate would mean for the markets. In his latest blog post published on September 13th, Dalio predicted the combined damage to stocks would cost them 30% of their current valuation. Quitting him here, the rise in interest rates will have two types of negative effects on asset prices. Number one, present value discount rate. And number two, the decline in incomes produced by assets because of the weaker economy. We have to look at both. He explained and shared the following. What are your estimates for these? I estimate that a rise in rates from where they are to about four and a half percent will produce about a 20% negative impact on equity prices on average, though greater for longer duration assets and less for shorter duration assets based on the present value discount effect and about a 10% negative impact from declining incomes that would spell danger across highly correlated crypto markets with Bitcoin thus taking aim at levels closer to $10,000. Now, 14 years ago today, the Great Recession begins. This is why we Bitcoin, as you can see in the headlines, Lehman Brothers files for bankruptcy. And you can see this headline was dated September 16th of 2008. So God bless Satoshi and long live the king. And before I break down next story of the day, over $320 million in Bitcoin and crypto liquidated in the past 24 hours with Ethereum the most impacted. But first, let's take a quick look at the overall crypto market. You see all the major cryptos are currently correcting. And in the red, we got Bitcoin down 2% for the day, maintaining just above 19700 at the time of this recording. And Ethereum in the blood red down 8.25%, trading at $1,458, while Binance Coin, Avalanche, Solana, Polkadot, Dogecoin, Litecoin, XRP, and Cardano all correcting and in the red. But all right, now let's break down our next play of the day. New data from intelligence firm Coinglass showed almost $300 million worth of digital assets have been liquidated in the past 24 hours as the market experiences increased volatility in the wake of the Ethereum merge update. According to Coinglass, Ethereum is the most affected by the sell-off followed by Bitcoin. Now check this out. The world's leading smart contract platform sustained $169 million worth of losses or more than four times the third 
38 million in value that Bitcoin lost and shed in the past 24 hours. And according to market intelligence platform Sansmit, the price of the largest altcoin dropped as traders expect ETH to plunge before the merge happens, quitting them here as traders bet Ethereum would fall leading up to the merge. Short liquidations have been the story thus far after ETH prices dropped to $1,565. After Tuesday's CPI report, traders expecting a drop bet wrong after this model bounced back up to $1,635. Sansman also says that Ethereum will continue to see increased volatility now that it has transitioned into a proof of state network. Quoting them again here, Ethereum's merge day has justifiably been the overarching trend, even with its now concluded and relatively drama-free expected outcome over the past year. ETH has seen less interest, but this event will propel volatility for the near future. And as you can see in this chart, Ethereum and Merge dominate social discussions today, but ETH is still on a long-term downswing in interest. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding the price action for Ethereum post-merge? Let me know in the comments right down below. And before I break down next story of the day, these altcoins may outperform Ethereum post-merge, according to ex-Goldman Sachs executive Raul Powell. But first, let's take a quick look at the overall crypto market cap sitting under that $1 trillion milestone with about $68 billion in volume in the past 24 hours, with Bitcoin dominance back on the rise at 39.4% and the Ether dominance on the decline at 18 0.7%. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers in the past 24 hours, we have Chili's lead in the pack up 10%, trading at 20 cents, followed by Chainlink up 5%, trading at $7.69, followed by Compound up about 5%, trading at $56. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the past week, you can see back to a sea of red, which is a handful in the green, including Celsius up 27.6%, Ravencoin up 16.7%, and Compound up 11.3%. And checking out one of my favorite indicators is the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. Shows we're currently rated at 20 out of 100 in extreme fear. Yesterday at 28, last week at 22, and last month at 41 in fear. But all right, now let's break down our next story of the day. Macro guru and former co-head of hedge fund sales and equities and equity derivatives at Goldman Sachs, Raul Powell, is previewing what type of alts could outperform the second largest crypto asset by market cap after the Ethereum merge. Powell says that Ethereum's transition to a proof-of-stake consensus mechanism will be positive, but that Ethereum Layer 1 competitors will outperform due to the head start they enjoy in terms of scalability and affordability. Quitting him here, my hunch is that when we all wake up tomorrow, we will realize that the change to proof of stake is very positive over time for Ethereum, but then people will again realize that there is still a need for cheaper and faster chains, and that is where the marginal money will flow, as these layer ones are earlier in their network adoption curve, so will generally outperform in a bull market. So according to crypto data platform Chainalysis, some of the leading layer one blockchains include Solana, Cardano, Polkadot, Avalanche, Cosmos, and the Binance chain, and the macro guru and investment strategist says that the merge, which was activated early Thursday, will trigger a bullish cycle and decentralized finance and boost the growth of other financial products in the crypto space. As he shares here, the establishing of a benchmark yield for Web3 via Ethereum will also sow the seeds of another big boom in DeFi along with rapid growth and structured products and derivatives. So there you have it. Do you agree or disagree with the macro guru that DeFi 
DeFi is likely to boom post-merge? Let me know in the comments below. And which layer one cryptos are you most bullish on? And before I break down our next breaking story of the day, White House publishes a framework for regulation of Bitcoin and digital assets, as well as Michael Saylor publishes an open letter discussing the sheer volume of misinformation tied to Bitcoin, as well as I share with you his throwback $6 million Bitcoin price prediction. But first, I want to remind you to smash that show more button right below this video in the description for a detailed analysis of what's going on in the crypto market. This goes for all 1,300 plus videos right here on my YouTube channel. If you're not already subscribed to the channel, you know what to do. Hit that bell. Turn on all notifications. Will Smith, that like button as hard as you can and drop a comment right down below. I want to say I greatly appreciate your continued support. But all right, now let's break down our next story of the day with crypto adoption on the macro rise. Regulators have been keenly eyeing out the space. And as of late, they've also been addressing the elephant in the room. Just a day back, for instance, SEC Chairman Gary Gensler said that state cryptos could be subject to federal securities regulations. That's right. Now, in what is the latest development, the Biden administration has laid out a crypto framework outlining what regulations should look like. Here it is worth recalling that Biden has instructed federal agencies to examine the risk and benefits of cryptos and report their findings. The current framework has been released in response to the same. The United States' stance on central bank digital currencies has been sort of muffled until now. However, as per details released in the fact sheet, it looks like the Biden administration is all set to take a step closer to a digital currency. Notably, the Federal Reserve will continue its ongoing CBDC research, experimentation, and evaluation. More so because a digital dollar could enable a payment system that is more efficient, provides a foundation for further technological innovation, facilitates faster cross-border transactions, and is environmentally sustainable. Furthermore, the release framework added, it can promote financial inclusion and equity by enabling access for a broad set of consumers. However, it was also emphasized that the digital dollar should be created only if it was in national interest. Here, it is also worth recalling that Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell previously stated the main incentive for the U.S. to launch its own CBDC would be to eliminate crypto's use case. Good luck with that one. Quoting him here, you wouldn't need stable coins. You wouldn't need cryptocurrencies if you had a digital U.S. currency. I think that's one of the stronger arguments in its favor, which is really a laughable argument at the end of the day. Now, let's discuss stable coins. Post the crash of the Terra ecosystem, UST, stable coins have been on the radar of regulators. And now the release framework emphasized that if the said asset class was not tied with regulation, it can prove to be disruptive for investors. And furthermore, it also added that digital assets and the mainstream financial system were becoming increasingly intertwined. And as a result, turmoils could have spillover effects. So to make stable coins safer, the Treasury will work with financial institutions to bolster their capacity to identify and mitigate cyber vulnerabilities by sharing information and promoting a wide range of data sets and analytical tools, as well as team up with other agencies to identify, track, and analyze emerging strategic risks that relate to the digital asset markets. Now, regarding illicit activity, another section of the release framework by the White House emphasized illegal activity in the industry and how it can be curbed. Per the same, the president will evaluate whether to call upon Congress to amend the Bank Secrecy Act, anti-tip-off statutes, and laws against unlicensed money transmitting to apply explicitly to digital asset service providers, including digital asset exchanges and NFT platforms. 
Furthermore, the president is also considering whether or not to raise penalties for unlicensed money transmitting. With respect to that, will follow next. The fact sheet read, Treasury will complete an illicit finance risk assessment on decentralized finance by the end of February 2023 and an assessment on non-fungible tokens by July 2023. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding the U.S.'s framework for crypto? I think it's all laughable that they want to replace cryptocurrency with a CBDC when we all know a CBDC is nothing more than the digital form of the fiat dollar, which is trash at the end of the day. And Bitcoin has no top because fiat has no bottom. Facts. But all right, now let's break down our next story of the day regarding Michael Saylor and all the FUD narratives surrounding the energy usage of Bitcoin. MicroStrategy's Michael Saylor published a tweet that led to the recent blog post he wrote concerning Bitcoin and the environment. Given the sheer volume of misinformation and propaganda circulating lately, I thought it important to share the truth regarding Bitcoin mining and the environment. Saylor wrote with a link to his blog post. The editorial is called Bitcoin Mining and the Environment, and it discusses topics such as Bitcoin energy utilization, Bitcoin versus other industries, Bitcoin value creation and energy intensity, Bitcoin versus other cryptos, Bitcoin and carbon emissions, Bitcoin and environmental benefits, and Bitcoin and global energy. Each topic shows how a number of environmental misconceptions about the Bitcoin network can be looked at in a different manner. Bitcoin runs on a stranded excess energy generated at the edge of the grid in place where there is no other demand. At times when no one else needs the electricity, Seller's blog post says, retail and commercial consumers of electricity in major population areas pay 5 to 10x more per kilowatt hour than Bitcoin miners who should be thought of as wholesale consumers of energy and the MicroStrategy executive editorial ads. Saylor stresses that he believes that the world produces a whole lot more energy than the planet actually needs. Approximately a third of this energy is wasted, Saylor insists. The last 15 basis points of energy power, the entire Bitcoin network, this is the least valued, cheapest margin of energy left after 99.85% of the energy in the world is allocated to other uses. And in the topic concerning Bitcoin versus other industries. Saylor cites a Bitcoin Mining Council presentation. The MicroStrategy executive also talked about the Bitcoin network and the environmental benefits the technology has to offer. Saylor mentioned the CEO of Genesis and ESG analyst Daniel Batten, who published a number of papers about the subject. Bitcoin.com News reported on Batten's work in May. After a particular study Batten worked on said that Bitcoin mining has the potential to eliminate 0.15% of the world's global warming by 2045. He also argued in the paper that no other technology could eliminate emissions better than Bitcoin. Quoting him here, there's an increasing awareness that Bitcoin is quite beneficial to the environment because it can be deployed to monetize stranded natural gas or methane gas energy sources. Methane gas emissions curtailment is particularly compelling and Daniel Batten has written some impressive papers on this subject. It also has become clear that energy grids that rely primarily on sustainable power sources like wind, hydro, and solar can be unreliable at times due to lack of water, sunlight, or wind, Saylor added. In this case, they need to be paired with a large electricity consumer like a Bitcoin miner in order to develop grid resilience and finance the build-out of additional capacity necessary to responsibly power major industrial and population centers. The recent example of a major Bitcoin energy curtailment on the ERCOT grid in Texas is an example of the benefits of Bitcoin mining to sustainable power providers. The MicroStrategy executive chairman cites two links tied to the Bitcoin 
Mining Council's research, Saylor also shares the Macro Environment Research website, casebitcoin.com. The MicroStrategy Executive blog post concludes by thanking people for their interest in Saylor's research blog post. MicroStrategy currently holds 129,698 BTC on its balance sheet, according to its current Bitcoin treasuries list. So there you have it. And now for his $6 million throwback Bitcoin price prediction, which he shared last year. Michael Saylor says he never sold any of his Bitcoins and does not believe they should ever be sold. And furthermore, the information reported, Saylor foresees Bitcoin hitting $600,000 a coin and eventually $6 million per BTC. Send it. The only question is when. MicroStrategy described itself as the largest publicly traded corporate holder of Bitcoin. In fact, they were the first in the world to put Bitcoin on their balance sheet. That's a fact. And in November, Saylor said Bitcoin was unstoppable and will emerge as a $100 trillion asset class. Let's go. And the CEO has repeatedly said the Bitcoin will replace gold considering the gold market cap is sitting at what? $11, $12 trillion. I cannot wait. I personally feel once Bitcoin overtakes the gold market cap, we can expect a $500,000 dollar plus Bitcoin price. So he said, once upon a time, gold was the most desirable store of value. Now Bitcoin is taking its place. You're damn right. Now for the top three comments from yesterday's episode, Peza wrote, 65% of Bitcoin hasn't moved in the last year. That number is going to keep going up. You're damn right. We're just getting this party started. Our next featured comment comes from Chris Minka. My astrologist brothers are used in the past to predict the bottom, but the $69,000 top in 2021 only went up 250% from its 2017. That's not consistent with the past. I think 10000 is the new $100,000. And our third and final featured comment comes from Edwin Leon, who wrote, Let's go. Keep crushing it, bro. Bitcoin is going to $100,000. And so are your followers. Send it. And to be featured on tomorrow's episode, drop a comment right down below. And if you're not already subscribed to the channel, you know what to do. Be sure to smash that bell. Turn on all notifications. Will Smith, that like button. Drop a comment below as it helps out tremendously with the YouTube algorithm. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. Peace.